This is Golf Talk Canada, Canada's only national golf talk radio and TV program. Presented by TaylorMade and the TP5 and 5X. Try it. What's the best that can happen? Learn more at TaylorMadeGolf.ca. Now, here are your hosts, Mark Zacchino, Bob Weeks, and Adam Scully. Good morning, Canada. Welcome inside Golf Talk Canada, part of our year in review series. What a year it has been. Adam Scully alongside Mark Sacchino and Bob Weeks. And when you think of the moment of the year, that's where we're starting off the show today. The moment of the year. Of course, we're here in Canada, the RBC Canadian Open. And obviously Nick Taylor doing what he did, which we'll take a deep dive into. But that week as a whole was bonkers to say the least mark starting with you we were broadcasting from the rink hole there for the second time for gtc what was that whole experience just like broadcasting our show from there well i mean for the second year in a row the week gets derailed by live golf right for the second year in a row and for the second year in a row it is hands down the week of the year tournament of the year um i mean if Nick Taylor is a Canadian athlete of the year, I'll be shocked. Uh, it was, this is a slam dunk for all of us for moment of the year. Uh, there's no debate. We never had to like, oh, hey, guys, what's your moment of the year? No, I think we all know what the moment of the year was. But the week was so special. I love what we do now as, as a company at TSN and treat this alongside our partners at Golf, Ta- Golf Canada uh, of the week that it is. It is a major for us. And, and what a week it was. And you know, the, the Bob Adams video that went viral when I was wrapping up the segment and he's getting the news on his on his uh, phone that live golf at the PGA Tour of Come to Madrid. That video was was amazing. I mean, we could literally talk about this for if we broke it down day to day, the stories that transpired, you know, when the commissioner is going to be there and you speak to the players and then how the players found out originally on Twitter and on their phones. I mean, this tournament, the RBC Canadian Open, for all the good and all the bad, none of the bad, none of which was uh, our fault in terms of Canadians hosting this championship. I mean, you could do an hour on this, Bob. Yeah, you could do a behind-the-scenes documentary of how it all transpired. Um, and, and, you know, in hindsight, you look back, at least I look back on a few things that happened that day that were very interesting. So there was a, a an RBC outing day. And um, I was doing some MC work there and, and it started early. We, they arrived at the golf course at about uh, 7.30, I want to say, maybe quarter to eight. And it was unusual in that um, Rory was in the room and he was so like, he. it looked like he was so pissed off, which he probably was, but he was just not the entertaining and lively guy that he usually is in this thing. And, and then, uh, Dave Mackay, who was the CEO of the bank, came in and he came over. He says, hey, the commissioner just called me on my phone. I didn't answer. I wonder what he wanted. And I didn't think anything of it, of course, at that time. And then I got in a cart to drive out to the range and I got in with Rory. And he was usually he's chatty. We laugh. We have a few things. He's asking me questions. This I'm asking him. And he was just very, very quiet, very, very quiet. And then I saw them on the range, him talking with a couple of other players and you could see something was something weird was going on. Anyway, an hour later, the news drops. Rory had found out ahead of time, and uh, everything went from there. It was quite a wild day. Adam was standing out guard after the players' meeting, and we were both running around, Mark, trying to get 
contacts and everything. It was it was quite something. It was a day that was certainly bizarre. And Mark, you mentioned the viral moment of my face when I was shocked, mm. but we were live on television when this went down. And I'll never forget, we get to commercial break finally. I'm looking at you like my head's been chopped off. And Bob, you come running into the studio and it wasn't quite like a jumping jack sort of ordeal. Like we've traveled together and we've had some interesting travel experiences in terms of sometimes airlines don't work, et cetera. But you were, it was, it was the craziest I have seen you act before because this news shocked the <laughs> world and you mentioned bob too that tuesday meeting that was held the players only meeting and i stood out there uh with our cameraman uh peter bradley and we were standing there and i've never seen more players turn me down for an interview in so many different ways i have to give a special shout out to tyrell hatton who said he was going to the bathroom so that's why he didn't want to speak to me. And Keith Mitchell, he looked at me and then he looked directly through me. That was uh, that was uh, quite quite a day in itself. But, you know, Mark, to your point, for the second consecutive year, one of the great historic tournaments on the PGA Tour calendar was overshadowed by this news that was coming coming down, which is it's just it's too bad, isn't it? Yes, but I will say, though, that for the second straight year, the tournament itself made us forget that so quickly. Like, I find it amazing. Like, the stories, if we go back to St. George's and the DJ incident where he, you know, it's kind of the live stuff's announced and DJ, the face of the RBC golf, uh, you know, program and the face of the RBC Canadian Open, we're tearing down banners mm -hmm. like Monday morning uh, uh, and and just burning marketing material and all these costs and all 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 the time. I mean... And yet we have, you know, Justin Rose on the weekend on Sunday trying to go out and, you know, look like there was a 59 watch. And then Justin Thomas and Rory McIlroy coming down the stretch and Rory defending his RBC Canadian Open and being swallowed up on the 18th green at St. George's and how quickly we forgot about Live Golf. And then again this year, same thing. Uh, Live Golf tries to hijack the national championship again their annual bomb that they drop in the middle of our national championship and how quickly the golf tournament became the story and the quality of the golf. And of course the crescendo, which is, you know, that like from a personal standpoint, like likely going to be the highlight of, of my career. And for not just, but for a lot of reasons, it's not just because I, I got to put my voice on, on a great moment, but from a personal standpoint, Sitting around that 83 and looking around at the people sharing that moment, all of us together, these are the people I've worked with for a gazillion years. These are the people I've followed. These are the players that we followed with, you know, we all the great Canadian players. Weirzy standing there. Like it was kind of weird. It was like, it was almost like one of those fake paintings. You ever see those really fake paintings where, you know, someone paints Jack Nicholas and Ben Hogan and uh, Bobby Jones and you know old Tom Morris and they're all in the same foursome standing up on the 18th green at at uh, at the old course of St Andrews. There was a weird part of that in this because you're looking around that 18th green and you're seeing the faces and the people that are connected to this game in this country that have been connected to the game in this country for the last 10 years, 20 years, 30 years, etc. They're all there and they're all willing this golf ball into the hole. I mean it's it's almost like it it's almost like it didn't happen it's it's two storybook 
it is, if I think about it, I just get chills. I really do. I've got chills right now just thinking about it too. And Bob, I have to give you credit here because we do our picks every week on the TSN Edge. And you had Nick Taylor that week. This is before any of this happened. And he was at <laughs> 70 to 1. And starting starting the weekend, his odds were as high as 500 to 1. So before we get into what the, the 72 foot putt, et cetera, just why did you pick Nick Taylor this week? Did you just have a hunch? Well, Canadian Open, I wanted to pick a Canadian because I thought, I thought it's going to be time. It's going to happen one of these years. And I thought, you know, of all the players that I've seen in high pressure situations of all the Canadians, uh, Nick is the one who seems to be able to keep the calmest, keep the coolest. And uh, maybe it's just a, a, an outside thing. Maybe on the inside, he's going hundred miles an hour. And I had noticed that his short game had really, really been, been improving. He'd been working with Gareth Rafluski for about a year and they saw the numbers week by week. They were just kind of consistently getting better. And I figured on a course like this, there's probably going to be a need for a good short game. The, the most amazing thing is, and we sort of forget this, is, is that opening round, how he started with it, how poor it was. He had to talk to his wife and get some encouragement. And even on Sunday morning, or Sunday afternoon, I should say, after his first hole, Data Golf gave him a point five percent chance of winning the tournament that's how good those next 17 holes were and the four playoff holes played in the rain but he made a just a remarkable recovery and, and the other thing is mark was saying when you were standing all behind the green everyone was standing around we were waiting there and when that pot went in there was such an explosion of people everybody just kind of hugging each other like i the first person i hugged was dave mckay the ceo of the bank and then you know and then i hugged <laughs> Uh, I can't remember who else I hugged. It was just kind of one of those wild moments where you're just kind of everybody's exploding at the same time. And uh, and then hearing it later with Mark's call on it, it just gives me chills down my spine. Well, and it's one of those moments too. It's a where were you when moment. And the cool thing about the three of us right now is that we had three different perspectives. So Bob was talking about celebrating and hugging everyone in sight. Mark, where were you actually? Were you kneeling? Were you sitting? Where was your vantage point watching the putt? Not that I'm the tallest person in the world, as you guys know. <laughs> I'm the shortest of the three of us. And quite, and quite frankly, there wasn't many people shorter out there. Uh, standing at barely five seven on a good day, I was. If you recall, the pin was kind of almost back right. It was. It was back right, but it was just past middle, back right above the slope on the 18th green. So I was standing off the back left corner of the green, about a yard or two off the fringe, just into the rough. But I was crouched down in like the catcher's position because I didn't want to block the view of everybody behind me, which is Bob and Graham and Weirsy and Corey Connors and Lawrence Applebaum. And uh, I mean, uh, Justin Rose and Shane Lowry. And uh, I mean, the, the, I, 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 we could go on forever who's standing there. But, you know, so we've got the headset and the antenna and the mic. So I just get down, get out of the way, right, is what it was. So I got down there and... Uh, when the call, when the ball went in, the whole, like the Bob's, but everyone went nuts. Like the whole place went insane. And, you know, I rushed out onto the green because I knew that if I didn't get in position, I was going to be screwed because it was going to be just chaos. Then no, normally Amanda Bolionis, you know, CBS, she's got that first, you know, that first interview and then, you know, radio goes second at the playoff you let tv and then tv go one and then radio two but i ran up there so quickly 
And I, and I looked up and I saw Nick and, and Nick saw me. So after Nick was, was done hugging uh, his caddy and, and, and the few, he looked at me and I just grabbed him. And <laughs> I was just, I just gave him this huge hug and everybody was celebrating it. And Amanda's like just standing there kind of looking at us like, okay, guys, you gotta, everybody's got to get the hell out of my way. I got to do this interview. So when Amanda is finished and I got in there with Nick and we did the interview on the green, I said, before we even start, I go, well, uh, have you ever been hugged by a PGA Tour radio announcer before? <laughs> what a what a moment. I wish we could go back and re all relive it together. I mean, it was uh, pretty awesome. And we're of course, we're not even thinking of we're not even mentioning the tackle, which happened literally 15 feet, eight, 15 to 20 feet to my left. Like if I wasn't carrying a microphone or or and had an antenna hanging on my head, it, it could have been any one of us could have been me getting smoked there like that. Okay, so, so that's your perspective on the tackle. Bob, did you actually see the tackle? We're talking about Adam Hadwin being tackled, going for the champagne spray. Did you actually see it with your own eyes, or was this a look back on video sort of thing? Yeah, no, I saw it happening in front of me. I was uh, walking towards In fact, it was funny because there was a woman who ran from, as I'm looking back, down the hole, the right-hand side, through a bunker. And so, and one of the security people, and I noticed that, and I went, "Oh my gosh, they're gonna, they're gonna, everyone's gonna start swarming here." Um, but they, they actually just stopped her. They didn't tackle her. They stopped her. And so I was going forward with my cameraman down because we were getting the next interview right after Amanda. And then all of a sudden, out of nowhere, boom! Like about literally about fifteen feet in front of me, down goes Hadwin, and <laughs> uh, and. Uh, and so that was kind of bizarre, but they were kept, you know, everyone kept swarming and moving in. And so I was trying to get a position so I could get in there and get the, uh, get the interview. So I didn't really see Adam getting up and getting dusted off and everyone was, and they hugged each other. I think actually the security guard and, and Adam afterwards. So uh, it was, again, so much was happening so quickly and so fast. And don't forget it's pouring rain at this point too, not pouring, but it's still raining. Everybody's wet. And, uh, and it was sort of a bizarre moment coming the series of moments really for the last uh i don't know 10 minutes after he uh after he dropped the, the the ball into the hole it really was and to give you guys a perspective of where i was i was in the sports center newsroom i was getting ready to host sports center that evening and oftentimes when there's a big event going on there's a number of tvs obviously in that newsroom and because of different feeds they're they're on a slightly different delay so like some tvs are two seconds away some some tvs are four seconds behind and I, there was one monitor that was actually on the set that I was watching from about 20 feet away. And when that ball went in the hole, I've been in that newsroom for some pretty big occasions. I believe we were live on SportsCenter. Uh, Glenn Sheeler was hosting actually that evening. And the place erupted as if, you know, a Stanley Cup was being handed out or something. It was one of the cool, cool moments that we'll always remember that Nick Taylor getting it done. And I, I felt, I felt bad for you too, because you two were jumping on a bird the next morning and going to LACC and Mark, how long did it take your voice to recover from? The that was a tough couple of days getting ready for LACC. And then uh, we can't get into it now because we'll run out of time, but Bob and Graham and Jamie's traveled to LA. Uh, sorry. And it was Kaz. Yes. It was Kaz, Bob and, and Graham. Their travel to LACC was much easier than yours truly. Cause I've got a long, winded story about an electric car with five percent battery life that oh, i yeah, that right. our friends at uh avis gave to me so uh that's another story for another day but it was a few days but you know it's funny you do bring that up just real quickly adam bob and i we got a like for the first three days in la 
more people probably came up to Bob and I from all walks of life, from all around the world of golf, people we know casually, but not people we would say that, you know, oh, I know the guy super well, coming up and congratulating us and telling us what a wonderful moment and blah, blah, blah. It was, uh, it was celebrated, uh, not just obviously in Canada, but I think it was a feel-good story for the world of golf. Certainly a feel-good story for the world of golf and one that we are going to look back on year after year as one of the greatest sporting moments ever in this country. Now, I mentioned this is a year in review special. Throughout the next uh, 45 minutes or so, we will do our surprises, our disappointments of the year. We'll have winners, weird and what of the year, and something I'm very excited about predictions for 2024. All that and more when we come back right here on GTC. This segment of GTC was presented by TaylorMade and the TP5 and 5X. Try it. What's the best that can happen? This is Golf Talk Canada, presented by TaylorMade. This segment of GTC is brought to you by Caddy Time, the Uber-like app that allows golfers across Canada to find affordable, qualified caddies to any round. Visit caddytime.com. Download the app or talk to your PGA professional today. Welcome back inside Golf Talk Canada. Adam Scully, Mark Skino, Bob Weeks here as we take a look back on the year that was 2023. We just spoke about the moment of the year. Of course, that was Nick Taylor at the RBC Canadian Open getting it done. Looking forward to hearing Mark's uh, car rental story at some point when we have <laughs> a rainy day or something. We'll have to go back and look back on that moment. But as we always do for these year in review specials, we look back on the year that was surprises, disappointments. That's where we're going now. Let's start with the surprises. Bob, give us a surprise or two that you had in 2023. Well, I think the biggest surprise was the one that took everybody, and that would happen at the at the RBC Canadian Open when PIF and uh, and uh, PGA Tour decided they were going to have a, a agreement to try and make an agreement. And when you go back and look at that, I mean that came out of nowhere i don't know outside of the three or four people who were involved i don't know anybody who saw that coming i i just have no clue as to how you could have predicted that and it went again just everything that was going on but when you when you start to think about it afterwards i guess you kind of you kind of understand why it maybe was going to happen and why the pga tour basically had to do it um so that was definitely the biggest surprise of the year i don't think anybody could can fight that one um, I think I think the performance overall of all the Canadians was a bit of a surprise in a good way. I don't know if we expected we knew they were good, but we never know they would go this far this well. And we can touch on that, I'm sure, later on. But mm -hmm. um, so those were the two two of the bigger surprises that I kind of came to mind when I was thinking top of mind. But the other one that was a little bit shocking was over at live was the fact that Graham McDowell now is without a place to play. He did not mm -hmm. qualify for live. He was one of the guys who dropped out, just did not play well enough. And, you know, I'm, I'm not a big live fan per se, but, uh, but I am a big Graham McDowell fan. And I kind of wonder, sit back at there. I wonder what's next for GMAC, who's just a super, super guy. 
You wonder too, a major champion back in 2010, this guy was going to be a Ryder Cup captain if he wanted to be. He was a stalwart on those teams. You think back in 2010, that celebration, the swarming of the green after Europe won the Ryder Cup on that Monday. What a strange Ryder Cup that was. Graham McDowell, good good point there, Bob. Really curious to see what's next for GMAC. Mark, for you, a couple surprises from 2023. Before I get to my two surprises, I'm just curious, guys. You know, We have a, a PGA Tour Players Council uh, committee that's in charge of figuring out the path back for guys that want to come back. Maybe Grant McDowell's that first guy. Who knows? Yeah. And who knows what he has to do to get back. And to Bob's point, maybe he's getting back in time for 50, not uh, PGA mm -hmm. Tour. Maybe he's getting back in time for Champions Tour. So mm -hmm. I'm with Bob. I've got a, a like kind of cup half full surprise and a cup half empty surprise. Uh, my cup, cup half empty surprise is for a team that was so dominant in global play over the last couple of years that looked like the next 10 years, no one was going to touch them. The U.S. Ryder Cup team, although I picked the Europeans to win that on European soil, I thought it was going to be a close, down-to-the-wire, maybe last-point affair. How unprepared was that U.S. Ryder Cup team? The uninterested, unprepared, internal fighting, uh, stories being leaked that were kind of almost embarrassing. Joe LaCava, Patrick Cantley, Rory McIlroy. I mean, guys, that is the cup, cup half empty surprise of the year. What an embarrassment for the American Ryder Cup team. And my cup half full surprise is something that's kind of more recent. I mean, we knew, all knew that Ludwig Obert was going to be a great player. He came off PGE Tour University as the number one ranked player, turned professional the week of the RBC Canadian Open. But who saw two professional victories in 14 starts? Who saw you know, shooting up 720 spots or so in the official world golf ranking, being part of a Ryder cup team and securing points for the winning side before he's ever even played in a major. And now is full of, is going to qualify for all the signature events, part of the masters, part of the players championship. I mean, Ludwig Obert is my cup half full surprise uh, of the year for sure. Yeah, I'm on the same page there with Ludwig Oberg and have to give Rosang a, a shout out here to the quick rise to superstardom for both of these players. A kudos to them. And Mark, to your point about Rory McIlroy, Joe LaCava, perhaps the most surprising image or video of the year was Rory pointing at Jim Bones Mackay. If someone actually took a photo of that where it looked like Rory wanted to chuck knucks with with uh, Jim Bones Mackay. That that was shocking to me, uh, to say the least. Uh, big surprise, Bob, you mentioned the Canadian golf. Stephen Ames winning four times on PGA Tour champions at the age he is. Certainly a, a great year for Stephen Ames. And Phil Mickelson at the Masters. Who could have saw that coming? Finishing T2 at the Masters, having not played much relevant golf, to say the least, and not playing well in any or many live events too. And now Phil didn't have a great rest of the season, but still finishing T2 at the Masters. Pretty amazing. Uh, Bob, give us a disappointment for you in 2023. I think in some ways you have to put in, um, you have to put in Brookshire as a bit of a disappointment, even yep. though it, she won. And But overall, it was a little disappointing in terms of, and I think she's a little bit disappointing, a bit of up and down on how she played. Didn't have that consistency to get into the top 10 finishes as much as she has in the past of her career. So it's a disappointment, but it's not like a, I don't want to say it's a terrible season because when you look at back, she still did get that win. 
which continued forward. Number 13, my goodness. You know, but I must say, when I saw her win that first tournament of the year, I thought, okay, here we go. She's just going to roll mm-hmm. and, uh, and have a great year. And it just didn't turn out that way. So that was certainly one disappointment. I think some of the feedback I heard on the Oakdale Golf Club from some of the players wasn't surprise, but there were some holes there that were a little disappointing to me that I thought during the tournament. And I think they're going to switch a few things around for the next time they have it in a few years. So that was that was probably a little bit of a disappointment as well. But um, uh, and that's hard hard to look at that right now when you think about what what ended up happening on that last hole. So I don't know. There was there weren't as many disappointments to me. I tried to find a bunch, but there were some players performance wise that didn't perform, but not not a ton to me. Mark, for you? I got one. I just got one disappointment, and it seems to be an annual disappointment. It's so sad. But one more year, one more year without a major for Rory McIlroy. Mm-hmm. That's fair. And for me, the biggest disappointment of 2023 for me was LACC at the U.S. Open. Yawn, boring. What a setup. There's all this intrigue about it. You have a fairway that's a thousand yards wide on the 72nd hole. I don't know. I just found that play. I found that tournament really, really strange. Okay. Speaking of strange, when we come back here on GTC, it's our winners, weird and what of the year. No doubt we'll have some strange ones. This is Golf Talk Canada. This segment of GTC presented by TaylorMade was brought to you by Caddy Time, the Uber-like app that allows golfers across Canada to add affordable, qualified caddies to any round. This is Golf Talk Canada presented by TaylorMade. This segment of GTC is brought to you by WeatherTech Canada. Canada's leader in automotive accessories. Visit weathertech.ca. Welcome back inside GTC, a year in review special. And as you all know, winners, weird and what's our favorite time of the year. So really looking forward to this segment in particular. 3Dub, we do it every week. Let's take a look back on the year that was 2023. Bob, the tea is yours. So, so what do I do? Just aim for the pond? No, you're not supposed to hit it into the water. But you hit it into the water. I know I hit it into the water. Well, why do they even have water if you're not supposed to hit it there? Because it's fun! We're having fun! Look, it went further than your ball! I'm going to kind of sound like I'm I'm um, contradicting myself from the last segment when I said there was a bit of a, uh, you know, a disappointment with Brooks' year. But my winner really this year is Brooks' win, the win she had at the very first tournament of the year, the Hilton Grand Vacations Tournament of Champions. That was her first uh, first tournament playing with tailor-made clubs, <laughs> and she waltzed through it. And she just, she said that's a tournament that she's always wanted to win. She's always been very close to winning. And I just love the performance that she put in. It was just like a, a rip through the, the field and, and take no prisoner. She really played well in that. And I thought at that point, we're going to have a great season. And we, you know, as I said, it was a little disappointing, but overall that win makes it another winning season for Brooke Henderson, 13 wins, of course, as we know now more than any other Canadian professional. And so I thought, I thought, man, that's, this is just a great moment. And Mark, I don't know. I just, I find if you have, you have a season and you win, you can do, it doesn't really matter what happens the rest of the year per se, but uh, we probably expected a little more, but that win was pretty dramatic. Yeah. Uh, earlier uh, this year, or it was a couple of weeks ago on GTC, you and I graded her the same B minus. We were trying to decide between C plus and B minus, but because of the win, you got to kind of move her up and wins a win, right? Exactly. Uh, my weird, and this is a weird one. This took place at the Mexico open and it's it's hard because it's sort of a little, little bit visual, but I tried to find the most weird moment that happened on the golf course and it had nothing to do with a 
golf ball going off a tree or ending up in someone's lap or whatever. All of a sudden, Eric Van Ruyen was standing over his shot, and all of a sudden, he started falling to the ground. <laughs> and the caddies and the people in the group all started lying down on the ground. And the TV cameras couldn't pick up anything. Like, what are they doing? What's going on here? Is there incoming? And it turned out it was a swarm of bees. And the bees didn't leave for a little while. So they were all lying on the ground. And to me, it was the most bizarre moment that I have seen on a golf course uh, that did not involve some kind of a shot out there. Have you ever seen anything like that, Adam? I haven't seen anything like that. And I routinely miss fairways by 30, 40, 50 yards onto other fairways where I see people go and take cover like that. But I've never seen people on the PGA tour, players, caddies, officials, et cetera, go flat on the ground like that. That was a pretty funny moment. <laughs> pretty wild one. And my what this week is, uh, hey, what 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 would it be? Uh, we wouldn't be we wouldn't be doing ourselves justice here if we didn't talk about our old pal, friend of the show, Michael Block. Oh yes, the great finish at the PGA Championship, the great overall performance at the PGA Championship, and the last few holes playing alongside Rory McIlroy, making that hole in one, and then making that ridiculous up and down on the 18th hole to secure a spot in next year's championship. And he has been dining out on that great performance. And, you know, some people said to me when we had our little 99 shots for a hole-in-one challenge out at Glen Abbey, someone said, oh, you know, what's this all about, blah, blah. If I was Michael Block, I would be doing the exact same thing. And he's been playing in a lot of tournaments. He's going to be playing down in Australia. I mean, he's – why not? He's earned that spot in there. And if you can make a little cash on the side, why not, right? I think that's what I would – I would do the exact same thing. Mm -hmm. All right, Mark, the tea is yours. I'll answer the question. You want answers? I think I'm entitled. You want answers! I want the truth! You can't handle the truth! All right, gents, my winner, and I'm not going to go too deep because we've already gone into it so much, but how can it not be Nick Taylor in our national championship? It, we'll be talking about that moment and that tournament for the next 50 years. It is clear-cut the winner of the year, winner of the decade, and possibly winner of the century. Mm -hmm. Since I'm going to rip through it, I'm going to throw one in there that's a personal note. Ooh. Bob and I, along with our friend Nick Orbrich from TaylorMade and Adam, uh, Adam's uh, albatross, Bob, at <laughs> Aviera, way back early in the year in January for Nick, you and I to, to be able to, to watch that four iron go in. That was certainly a winner highlight for me. Okay, guys, weird. This is bizarre. If you really think about it, and it's hard to think of the year because the year and the season's so big. But when we left Augusta, and the early part of this year was behind us. John Rahm had four victories, guys. And the three of us sat around on a Golf Talk Canada, and we put the over-under at six and a half on how many victories John Rahm would have for the year. And I believe two of the three of us took the over on six and a half, and yet here we are at the end of the year, and it was stuck at four. And if that isn't weird, I don't know what is, guys. Like, I mean, would either of you said, nope, that's his last win of the year, four, we're staying? Is that not bizarre? We saw in 2022, Scotty Scheffler reel off four wins in, what, 42 days ending at the Masters, and then no more wins the rest of the season. Bob, this is pretty similar. I think it must be a Masters win jinx. We're starting. We're going to start that. Uh, we're going to start that for next year. As soon as you win the Masters, you're done. But that wouldn't be a bad way to go out if you were going to go out at all. But I would. I would have bet everything that I ha that I own that John Rahm would have been uh, at least a five time winner. And my what is kind of easy because every year I get asked uh, the same questions. You know, in our travels, and what's the best shot you saw all year? 
I get that one all the time. And for me, this is a no brainer. What a shot by, uh, by Rory McIlroy on the 72nd hole of the Scottish open. I was behind the green calling the shot. It was 202 yards into what was felt like a five club wind. He hits a two iron and flights this thing about a story and a half off the ground, carves it right at the flag, knocks in a putt from about 18 feet or so for the win. That two iron through the wind to win the Scottish Open from Rory is the best shot I saw all year with my own eyes, uh, Canadian Open excluded. Uh, what a, and, that, and again, uh, when a guy has that much talent and is that gifted, it is head scratching once again. But we leave the season without a major for Rory McIlroy. But that is my what a shot moment of the year in 23. All right, Skulls, the T is yours. 348. <laughs> oh, man, that is sweet. Before I get to my three dub uh, about Michael Block, Roy McIlroy was on a podcast recently and he told a story about Michael Block talking about that 18th hole, that ridiculous up and down and Harry Rory's caddy asked Michael, Hey, is your short game usually this good? And Michael said, no, it's usually better actually. So uh, a little uh, interesting tongue in cheek there from Michael Block who did get into some hot water for some comments made on some podcasts after that finish, but Hey, what a year it was for one Michael Block, my winner for the year is the Hadwin family. Now, you might think 2023, Adam Hadwin didn't win on the PGA Tour, but he was involved in one of the most viral moments of the year when he was tackled by the security guard. And for Halloween, his whole family dressed up in the same attire. So Hadwin's wife was in the same green hoodie that Hadwin had on. Their young daughter was dressed up as Nick Taylor and Adam Hadwin had the security guard outfit on. So sometimes Halloween costumes go a little too far. Sometimes they're great, but Bob, they really nailed this one. You know, the only thing they missed there, they have a great big dog and I thought they could have dressed the dog up as David Markle, uh, uh, Nick's caddy. <laughs> Next year, I, I think we got the three of us have to have some sort of joint Halloween costume in 2024. That might get a little scary. We'll have to wait and see. Okay, my weird for the year goes back to the PGA Championship. So it's a little late in the day. There's only a few golfers left on the course, but one of them is Tom Kim. Now, Tom Kim had a great end of 2022, one during the fall portion of 2023, but this is last May, where he hit his ball into a penalty area. It looked a little muddy, and he thought, ah, I can get in there. I can play this shot. Well, he took a couple steps in. He was wearing pretty much all white. And when he got out of the penalty area, he was absolutely covered in mud it was as if it was up to like his biceps basically just covered in mud but the weird thing about this was afterwards he was speaking with the media and he said was that on camera did you guys get that on camera no kidding tom you're one of the breakout stars here in the world of golf. It's a major championship. Of course, they got that on camera. That was a moment for sure that I won't forget. And my what for the year, that is 2023, Gino Benelli, who was one of the stars of the PGA Tour Netflix series, of course, the caddy for Joel Damon. He revealed on a podcast earlier in 2023 that he set the Guinness World Record for most golf holes played in one week 2000 holes 
He played 2,000 golf holes in one week. That's 111 rounds plus two additional holes. The average time per round was 45 minutes. Now, you might think, oh, is he doing a little hit and giggle? No, he was there with USGA officials. So if he hit a ball out of bounds, he had to drive back. He was in a cart, I will say that. Ball had to go in the hole. There were no gimmies. Uh, he said that the widest dispersion between rounds, he shot 87 and then 64 back-to-back rounds, which, which is amazing in itself. He estimated he finished at 22 under par. I mean, 111 rounds in one week. Bob, did you play anywhere near 111 rounds this season? I haven't played 101 rounds in the last three seasons combined. I don't <laughs> think I did see a guy playing speed golf uh, on social media who played nine holes in 28 minutes, though. So maybe that guy could challenge. We'll see. Yeah, what's well, uh, always a fun one. Winners, weird and what of 2023. What a wild year it was. Okay, when we come back, we're going to take a look ahead to 2024. Will we see a Canadian in the winner's circle at a major championship? How about the Olympics? We'll discuss predictions for 2024 next. This segment of GTC presented by TaylorMade was brought to you by WeatherTech Canada, Canada's leader in automotive accessories. This is Golf Talk Canada, presented by TaylorMade. This segment of GTC is brought to you by Play Golf Myrtle Beach, home to 80 great courses, 60 miles of sandy shores, endless dining and entertainment. Visit PlayGolfMyrtleBeach.com to start planning your golf trip today. Welcome back inside GTC, Scully Weeks and Zucchino. It's a year in review special. So we've looked back at 2023, but let's have some fun here as we always do. Let's look ahead to 2024 some predictions what we think might happen these might be realistic these might be pie in the sky who knows bob let's start with you give us some predictions for 2024 all right uh i had a couple of here that were sort of very bold i would say i think the first one is that i think that uh, a canadian will win a medal at the olympics next year in paris (laughs) and i'm not saying what uh i'm not saying if it's going to be men <laughs> or women's or what's going to be but i think there will be a medal i don't know what color it'll be could be bronze could be silver could be gold we had a uh, bronze medal by so that's that's one that i had out there the uh the other one out there is i think i'm going to go out on a limb and say that brooke henderson will break out of the slump and she will win three golf tournaments next year i'm going to go out on a limb with that one so there's there's a couple of bold ones to start with you know i could see easily both of those happen I, I could, uh, whether it's men's or ladies' medals, and certainly for Brooke, I mean, she isn't going to. I like, oh, she won this season. We're, we're going to call it a slump. It's a slump. <laughs> yeah. One month. So, uh, I've got some, uh, and, and they're like this. So I'm going to give you the no-brainers first. Okay. Uh, Ludwig Obert will be in the top ten official world golf ranking this time next year. Yeah, I think that's an absolute slam dunk. Victor Hovland will win a major championship in 2024 now i know that's tougher than it sounds because he only has four cracks at it but i mean was there a better player in the world in the last four months of 23 than victor hovland likely not and the short game has caught up with the rest of the game rory mcelroy wins a gold medal in paris and i believe he will likely not win a major in 2024 which saddens me and we will then debate whether this gold medal uh, changes his legacy at all because Rory what he does now is he just wins but will it 
you know, does a gold medal nudge him historically? That will be a, a debate we'll have. The international team will win in Montreal uh, on the strength of uh, our Canadian leadership, both as coaches and players, and a broken U.S. dressing room. And the President's Cup will finally get back on the map, thanks to the red and white. And my final prediction for next year, a Canadian will win the RBC Canadian Open. Back Again. to back. I don't know if it's Nick Taylor, but there will be back to back men winning the R. I don't think there's anything more that our boys want to do that to just what they just saw at Oakdale. I think Adam wants it. I think Adam, Mac, Corey, I think they want it. I think they see it's true now. It's doable. It's like the lid is off, right? When the lid, what the heart, the first one's the hardest. That's in mm -hmm. the can. Now, Mark, a couple of years ago, we tried to qualify for the RBC Canadian Open. I, think, I was yeah, caddying for you. Are you, you're not, okay, that's not you? No, oh. no, it's not me. It is not oh. me. All right. Okay. I, I had to ask. It was right there. But uh, okay. For me, I'll give you a couple and then we'll go to Bob after for maybe some more bold predictions. I too think Brooke Henderson is going to have a big 2024. In fact, I think she's going to win her third career major in 2024. Get back into the top five in the world. I think Brooke Henderson's short game is significantly improved. And that iron game, which was better down the stretch in 2023, I think combine those together, it's going to be a monster season for Brooke Henderson. I had a couple of repeats that you guys had. Canada winning a medal at the Olympics. I firmly believe that. I think the international side has a really good chance to win the President's Cup. I wish we had a FanDuel parlay, Mark, where you could take your prediction from last year of Europe winning the Ryder Cup with our prediction <laughs> this year of the internationals winning the President's Cup. I'm sure the odds would be ludicrous, but unfortunately, we cannot do that. I think Max Homa wins his first career major championship he is someone who has played a little better in the majors back in 2023 didn't have much success uh, in majors prior to that but i like max homa and one mark that i know you're really going to like this prediction brooks kepka is going to win the masters in 2024 and he is going to be one leg away from the career grand slam we know he came up just short in 2023 to one John Rahm, Brooks Kapka, 2024, the green jacket. I think it is his. Okay, Bob, do you have any other predictions of sort in mind? I do. I do have a couple. I uh, I think there will be a Canadian golfer who will vie for a major. And uh, I'm not talking about a female golfer. I'm talking about a male golfer. I think one of the Canadians will be in contention on Sunday late in the tournament. I also think that by this time next year, we will be talking about a restructured and redesigned PGA Tour because I think there will be an agreement with the PGA Tour and an outside source. I don't know if that's going to be PIF or if it's going to be another one of the hedge funds or a combination thereof, but it will be a major turning point next year in how the PGA Tour operates going into 2025. Here's what I hope, guys. If there is a restructuring, I hope the FedEx fall stays the way it is. I am not interested in made for TV team golf in the mm -hmm. fall. I mean, the stories that we have seen in the fall, Vijegas, Van Royen, uh, the performances from, uh, from Mac over the last couple of weeks. I mean, the FedEx fall has had so much. 
We, you know, Ryan Moore on the final two days of the season, a veteran like Ryan Moore keeping his card and playing himself into the top 125. The FedEx Cup fall meant something. And at the end of the day, I mean, the two things you need for sports to be captivating, obviously stars, stars drive everything, but it has to matter. People need to care about it. Something has to be on the line. Mm -hmm. And I think the FedEx Cup fall proved that having something on the line and being invested in sports is more important than big names whacking it around in a lollygag. Like we had a lot of big names over the years in the skins game, guys. And where's the skins game today? So right. if you if, right. if the if if my choice is big names in golf that means nothing, or journeymen or guys who aren't household names fighting for livelihood, I'll take the I'll take the latter. I'll take the golf that means something. I like that. Okay, I like that a lot. For me, I gave you some predictions a little earlier, but I'm going to give one last prediction here. Got to be 20- a Tiger prediction. We have to have a Tiger prediction. <laughs> it's annual. I've been waiting Shocking, for Shockingly, I don't currently have a Tiger prediction, <laughs> but here is my prediction for 2024. And this is one of the more interesting moments of 2023. I know it broke social media. In 2024, Mark and I are defending our title at the Toronto Hunt member oh. guest championship. <laughs> what do you think about that? I love that prediction. Perfect. Well, always look forward to 2024. And we'll definitely be playing this back when any of these moments happen throughout 2024. <laughs> Now, this is, of course, our our winter portion of our calendar, our schedule, where we're an hour long. But, Mark, we're early February. We're back to two hours twice a week, correct? Yeah, Mondays and Wednesdays, back to two hours, back to TV the week before the Players' Championship with our tailor-made product special and then our Players' Championship preview show. So, I mean, it's a short off-season. I love every week when we do one-hour radio. Adam always ends the hour, Bob, with... Well, it was supposed to be a slow week in the world of golf. It never is. Yeah, there is no offseason anymore. anymore. I mean, yes. Oh my goodness. It's it's crazy how throughout those shows during November, I thought, are, are we going to be able to fill an hour of content? And no, no, we we could have easily filled two hours on many of those Mondays. But year in review, I always really enjoy the shows, gentlemen. Hopefully, you're enjoying your holiday season and looking forward to chatting with you throughout 2024. We'll see you next time here on GTC. And remember, the first good decision for the golf course always starts in the closet. This segment of GTC presented by TaylorMade was brought to you by Play Golf Myrtle Beach, the golf capital of the world. Thank you for listening to Hour One of GTC. Don't forget to follow us on Twitter and Instagram at Golf Talk Canada. For show archives, podcasts, and all things GTC, visit golftalkcanada.com. And don't miss Golf Talk Canada Television weekly on the TSN Television Network.